Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Rakari Austin, and I'm one of the hosts of GCX 2022. That's right. We're already talking about next year. Now, we want you to join us at Rosen Shingle Creek in Orlando, Florida, as we come together for another unforgettable GCX. Tickets are going fast, and look, we want to see you, so visit gcxevent.com slash tickets to book now. As the seasons change, so do our selections. The seasonal selections from King's Coast Coffee Company are custom roast sourced and selected to pair with the changing of the seasons. We take the time to source and pair up coffees that reflect the current season and are roasted to highlight tasting notes that pair with the season on hand. Here for a while, then making way into the next, this is a great roast to try on its own or make any coffee subscriber happy. Hey guys, welcome in to Coffee and Shell, episode 17. I am No Sleeves, joined by my co-host, Kesso, as always. And what we do every week to start our episode, we find out what's going on in the crazy life of Kesso. So tell me what's going on this past couple of days. Yeah, the crazy almost 30 married life where we're in bed by like 10 o'clock. Do you get tired earlier? Like 9.30? Like if, yeah, I'm, I'm... well, we do, it and sucks. then um, I get up earlier now, you know? Like, I just feel like I'm almost 30. Like, I'm up at, like, on the weekends, 8 o'clock. Like, I'm out there shoveling snow. I'm getting the pets outside. I'm feeding them. I'm handling things. Um, but uh, now the wife and I went on a date this weekend, Friday night. We went oh, out to dinner. You, what did you do? We went out to dinner, um, and then we okay. went to a movie. Uh, we saw the movie Licorice Pizza. I don't know if you've heard of it. Okay. Great movie. Yeah, Director Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh, I recommend it. Um, if anybody's okay. looking to watch it at some point when it's on streaming, it was entertaining. I liked it. And then, uh, mean thing to say to someone who lives in Ontario, but fair enough. Oh yeah, you guys can't. <laughs> it's so crazy because it's like theaters and restaurants are closed. Literally, the neighbors to the north can't do anything. Um, and you guys, just yo, January thirty first, uh, everything opens up fifty percent. Get this though, we can eat inside, but movie theaters can't serve food. That Dude, we're just making sense, stuff huh? up as we go. But nonetheless, nonetheless. Yeah. All right, yeah. so you went to the movie. That's good, man. We're, what yeah, time did the date end? Can we were PG? home by like, <laughs> we were home by, uh, I think, 10 or 10.30. Dude, and that's wild. Every night ends up with us on the couch uh, watching like Always Sunny or something, you know. Uh, dude, I'll tell you the moment I remember going out with my wife when we were still engaged and I was like, okay, so there's a spot in Niagara Falls uh, that if you grow up there and like you go at every, you go there every weekend. So it's down on Clifton Hill. If anyone that's been to the falls, everyone knows what that is. It's the uh, basically where all the attractions are right along where the falls are. Very tourist heavy. But there's a place called Boston Pizza, which is a Canadian franchise, which is crazy to me. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's like a special one because it's not just a restaurant. There's like a bowling alley, but there's like eight pool tables very done up there's an indoor arcade there but very bar heavy and that's where everyone goes in the city usually you go there to like midnight then you go to the club that's up the street 
So, anyways, uh, is where you go every single weekend when you're 19 till like I would say 22 ish when you're from Niagara. So I'm like I'm like 27 and she's 25 at the time. And I hadn't been there in like three years because after you get old enough, you go to St. Catharines, which is like where Brock goes, a big university here, and there's like a street of bars, and that's where like you graduate to. Yeah. So I haven't been to Boston Pizza in years. I go down there. It's like 11:30. We get in. We I knew the bouncer still. He was a buddy of mine, and I hadn't seen him in a long time. Walk in, and we get in there, and it's like 11:30. And for whatever reason, we just wanted to get some food. Um, and I we, we take a look around. I'm looking for a place either at the bar or, or a place uh, to sit down. I look around. I look back at my wife, and I'm like, I feel so old. This is disgusting. Because it's nothing but 19- and 20-year-olds. I looked at her. I'm like, I don't even want to be here. It's too loud. I don't like all the people. I have no interest in this. We literally turned around and went out to, like, I, I don't know where. I don't know. Like, a, a small, like, you know, family restaurant at, like, 1130 at night. I was just like, this, I'm old. I'm old now. And that's yeah, just dude, how you, it is. you graduate to Applebee's after that, you that's know? That's it. Exactly. It's, the keg yeah, would be where yeah. when you've made it. We've had a lot of those because, like, throughout, like, college and stuff, we were always, like, the oldest. Like, we were the first uh, class that uh, my university allowed men to, like, live on campus. Um, yeah, it was, like, a it was like a women-centered university whenever we went there, right? So, like, as the four years went on, um, you know, more people were coming in. So, we were always, like, uh, there's, like, a core of us, like, five to six people. But yeah. then, like, we had, like, younger friends and stuff throughout. So, like, we were, like, 25, 26, and, like, some of those younger ones still went out to, like, in Pittsburgh, it's the south side where everybody goes. It's, like, in that age range. And we got to a point. It's, like, I can't be there. I can't be yeah. seen there. Like, I'm too old for this. It's yeah. just, you know, it's not our scene anymore. It is it is definitely, a, it's it's tough when, it, nothing, time never loses, bro. It always wins, no. you know? I don't it know about you. Gets... I always say it, like, I'm only getting better with age, man. Oh, absolutely. You know? I absolutely. love it. I'm ready for 30. It's good. It's not as bad as you think, especially because you've got everything locked down. There's a, yeah. there is that thirty year old like if you don't have kids and you're not married and you don't have a house. I think every guy has that like, ugh, kind of feeling a little bit. But yeah. it's all just made up by society. It is. It is. It really is. And then also this weekend sleeves, you yeah. and I probably partaked in watching football all weekend. Yeah, unbelievable, right? unbelievable. Is this the best, like, second, like, divisional round of playoffs ever? I think the first round, because they went to that super wildcard format, was awful. Like, yeah, it, it was. was. There's so many blowouts. blowouts. Yeah, yeah, it was awful. But this game, I, we're recording this Sunday night, guys, so I have the Chiefs and Bills game on right now above me. And, man, that dude, I thought Tom, I, I was just like, he's undefeated. Like, it, he, okay, you're, you're, you're a Pittsburgh fan. I'm assuming you're a Steelers fan, which you yes. actually you are. We've been over yeah. this. Yeah. Okay, I grew up as a Patriots fan, and I... I don't think maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong because I'm biased being a Patriots fan. There will never be another athlete like Tom Brady in our generation, right? I don't see how it's possible. Yeah, it's like, like I don't know who would even ride. Like if LeBron had won more of his championships, like then maybe because he'd it, been but to it's, like but 11. it's weird and it's weird in basketball though because it's like an individual has such a huge yeah, impact right like true, in football yeah. it's like tom brady has more super bowls than every other franchise right it's just absurd so man. It, it just doesn't make sense how it how it's happened and it's there's so many moments in his career right you got like the seahawks super bowl you got the the 28 to 3 comeback and then today you almost had the, was it 27 to 3 i bro i thought for sure because like stafford dude the rams are the most talented team that's still left in the playoffs but like stafford yes. like it's hard to bet on someone who's like never been there, even though Stafford's yeah. very good, but he has just never done anything with the obviously he was with the Lions. And it was just like I was like, Oh my god, he's gonna do it. Like the the Tom's coming back again, like just insane. But 
I yeah. think that uh, if he keeps, I mean, the, the thing is that he wasn't always the belt most statistical leader in terms of like, but he's gonna play long enough like to beat the yardage record, the touchdown record, all that stuff. That like it's just uh, it's nuts. Yeah, and I think that we're never gonna see. Like we could have with Tiger, maybe like that probably would have mm-hmm. been the next closest if he would have just yeah. stayed healthy and avoided all the drama outside. But yeah, like I don't think <laughs> yeah. we'll ever see it in hockey, dude. Can we talk about the Oilers for a second? Yeah, we can. Outside yeah. No, no, I, I've been following it. I don't watch. I follow. You know. I, like so i tweeted out i did a, I did this um I did this thing sometimes where teams are doing really bad and i look back at like history of like moves and whatnot if the oilers had never like let's pretend peter shirelli never signed and was the general manager of the oilers and they just didn't have anyone <laughs> and they just autopilot and re-signed mm-hmm. their guys and whatnot dude they would have had taylor hall they would have had jordan everly they would have had justin schultz they would have had uh, matthew barzal they yeah. traded away the pick to get Matthew Barzal. Like it was just, it's just absurd to me. Like, it, because you have Connor McDavid and you have Leon Drysaddle, and you just can't get the rest of your team. Like, it, it's it's crazy because it's like no matter what, you have like the twenty to twenty five million locked up in like those two players each year. But they're right? worth like, it, which is crazy. They they are like that, like you know what I mean. Connor like, McDavid. The only reason he's not paid more is because there's that cap on it, right? Realistically, yeah. he's probably worth twenty million a year with how good he is. It's nuts. And like we haven't seen like a statistical output like that from like a player in a long time. But it's just, I knew they were screwed once they signed Lucic to that like was it six yeah, year it deal like one, years yeah. ago, and it's. Yeah just so mismanaged overall and it's sad to see because it's like um so as a penguins fan right uh there was like the crosby ovechkin rivalry and hockey's such a team sport that it doesn't no one player can like you know will their team to the stanley cup so every year is like oh ovechkin choked realistically he didn't and we're going to get to the point where like mcdavid's going to be kind of in that conversation because he isn't going to win a cup but he's still the best player Dude, yeah, he's just, on pace for 150 points like if you in don't t- make in today's like, league like that is just that is just wild to me. Like yeah. if they just get average goaltending, they probably win the Pacific because it's just not a very good division. Like absurd, man, absurd. Yeah, uh, it's sad. Let's let's talk about uh, hockey ultimate teams. That's why probably that's why, why people here. are here, right? Sorry for those ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, those those segments get a little bit longer. That's our plan, guys. You don't realize, but then eventually we just don't talk about NHL anymore. <laughs> That'll be great. So, um, all right, so we got a new event. Community hated it. We are uh, we have rose colored glasses because we're game changers and we see the oh other we side. love every single thing that EA does you know yeah. we're yes men right absolutely but we usually are a little bit more uh, not ones to fly off the handle I guess so the new event first uh, overall the community did not like it and I understand why and I think I want to discuss why people don't like it more than the actual event okay um, but so yeah we got the leaders event six new uh, six new MSPs. And um, I think the one thing that we got to talk about real quick is that, A, their event cycle and how they release content. Everyone wants to compare MLB, because it is the gold standard now of Ultimate Teams, to, like, any other mode. So when NHL does something, it's like, why can't ML- why can't they do this and just copy from MLB? I think people have to remember that week to week, MLB has very little content at all. Like, they come out with headliners, and it's basically cards you can pull in, like, special packs, or there's a higher opportunity. But usually those aren't sought after at all, other than, like, for collections. Mm-hmm. Um, and But what happens is, is like, every about six to eight weeks, they release, like, the Affinity programs, where it's, like, 32 great cards, one for every team. And it's just, I'm wondering, guys, you let us know, and I, I like the feedback here. I'm wondering if people would prefer that over what an EA does, where it's just, like, 
Dude, EA does what I do on YouTube. Just post relentlessly. <laughs> like it's just it's just it's that just nonstop, bro. Whereas yeah. like, you know, maybe if I made like two banger videos a week and end up with the same views as opposed to like putting like eighteen. But like that's what that's what it looks like is happening because it's tough for EA because every two weeks they gotta come out with these events and if they don't continually beat the last event, you just run out of time and everything's mm -hmm. ninety nine. Like there's no yeah. way to you know what I mean? So this event comes out and we can we can easily state that there is no end game card. I think we can agree on that. I will say it, that it's hard think, for me to say that. All right, hang on a second here because I, I think I know the one player yeah, going to go. Yeah, but let's yeah. rank our six. Okay, let's go, rank our six. We did that last week. Yeah, yeah, you go. You go six and five. Okay, six and five. Randy Carlisle is six. Mine is six as well. I made a video okay. on this, so I'm not making it up as I go. All right, okay. what's your fifth? Uh, my fifth was Hellebuck. Fifth was Hellebuck. All right, let's okay. go. Uh, my fourth, I had them on a notepad here as I'm looking through. So my fourth are actually, one through four, I think, is almost interchangeable. It's um, very similar, yes. Very I close. Like, I feel like we're going to have the same one, though. Yeah. Uh, so I might have Barkov at four. i almost positive I have Barkov at four, but say your next one because I can't remember if I switched them. Uh, Smith at number three. Okay, I had Smith two. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Uh, number two... I have John Carlson. I had Barkov four, Carlson three. Okay. okay. Now um, I remember. Yeah. And then, you Linden. know who I, Linden, yeah, Linden, Linden, who I've made and I, you know, have been using. Good? I like him a lot. Yeah, yeah. Does and he I feel see fast what you, or just feel sluggish? He doesn't feel sluggish. Um, okay. I have him 92 acceleration. I have the uh, Excel sins on him. Uh, he's six foot four, man. Like, you you can bump everybody. You know I like it. I like it a wild. lot. Wild. Cards around 90 speed that are like six foot four not six foot six and above or like bigger than that i don't I, i'm just making this up as i go but i'm pretty sure shea weber is six four or six three mm -hmm. he feels way faster than his 90 speed and i'm wondering if it's a stride thing i'm making it this up be. in tinfoil it, hatting it might it, but be. like there is something about that that weber card and some of the other guys that are in that six three to six four range that ranton is another one he has 92 yeah. speed and he feels fast for he has ninety two. I, I I have the Excel ones on him, so like I don't have ninety two oh, speed on him. You have ninety four acceleration. I have ninety four Excel. Yeah. yeah, I might do that this week. But yeah, yeah. like so it, it's just I'm wondering if that's it, guys. Let us know in the comment section. Maybe if you agree, disagree. I'm just realizing it as he was talking. But um, yeah. yeah, so we can talk about Linden. So I think uh, there is there a card in there that you feel like people have to make? No, I okay. Don't. That's what I okay, don't, yeah. and that's fair enough. But but I did, and I, I was thinking about this earlier in the week because I'm like, mm -hmm. what do we have to talk about this week? Right, new event. What else? Mm -hmm. We're you said there's no end game cards. I, you might be right, um, just because there's nothing like oh you have to get on this team. But where the stats are almost near end game, except for speed and excel. Like you looked at Ryan Smith, he has like almost 99 everything. Right, it's in like the 95 to 98 uh, rating range, and that's like a shooting, like passing, deking, all that stuff. Right. The John Carlson, um, if right-handed defensemen weren't just so stacked where, like, everybody had the Burns, a lot of people have the Weber, uh, Team of the Year Fox people just made because that was, like, the second or third best one I'm, to make. I'm sad about that right now because I'm yeah. hamstrung with him. Me too, right? Carlson might be the best right-handed defenseman in the game. If he, had, just, if he had shut down, that's the only that's the only thing I, I see with him. I, I can that see that, yeah. They didn't give him shutdown. I will say this because I got this a lot. Um, it's one of the cards. So Barzell... I'll give this as an example. Barzal last week, his X Factor was far better than his style icon. Not far better, but um, his abilities and, and just what you could put on him at this synergy split. 
his X Factor is it was better than his. Not that his style icon was bad. Bad. I still think it was the best. But uh, Carlson is the opposite. His X Factor because his speed synergies are all in one. Um, he can't get another one. And his abilities on his on his icon or his oh, I always call it icon his um, MSP is they split up his speed center skating synergies and his, uh, his other than shutdown his abilities are really good yeah so like I'm I'm out on X Factor Carlson I think that if you want him that you should grab the um, the uh, MSP the, yeah the MSP I agree with you yeah I've been telling people to get rid of the uh, X Factor Carlson just because like this one came out it's it's way better. Um, and it's also cheaper considering the cost after you do all the power-up collectibles. Yeah, like, it's, yeah, I, I agree. I think that when you look at costs now, like, there's only a few X-Factors that are worth upgrading. Um, mm-hmm. I got so much flack about Matthews and Drysidle, um, about how I said that their X-Factors are not worth upgrading. Unless they hit 99, and when they go, so we're going to see something very interesting here. Because Duchesne, I want to, let's, I mean, we're going all over the place, but Duchesne <laughs> hit 99. Yeah. And I am very curious to see what EA does because for anyone that doesn't know, obviously speed goes up by 0.5, but to hit 99 overall on the card, there's a point at which all the stats have to jump like eight. Like there's a, if you look last year, uh, the gold icons, for example, when they did the bronze, silver, gold, there was a huge jump on some of the gold icons because to get their overall up, let's say um, Pronger. His skating is so low because he's so big, right? But for him mm-hmm. to get to 99, right, there's a point at which he's like 91 skating and it flies up to 98. Yeah, that he, was because he had already started off at like uh, like 98 D awareness on like his yes, bronze or silver. Exactly. Right? So they so had the, all like, of his other attributes have to catch up. So mm-hmm. if Matthews and Drysaddle, if they get 90, so this is what a lot of people keep questioning me on is that they gave out a lot of 98s and they did not want to give out 99s last year. And it seems dumb and arbitrary, but that I think that's why um, they'll basically give plus one to stats, and you'll actually notice their stat go up, but their overall doesn't tick over. Um, and I'm if Matthews and Drysaddle because if they get 99 skating, like if they go up to 99, let's say they get like 97, okay? Matthews and Drysaddle are among the best. Like they're they're they just are, they they're great. Sure. Although their yeah. X factors have really crap abilities, which is another reason why I don't think that they're worth the cost. Drysaddle's 93 was going for 280. And his, his 93 90, MSP? Yeah, and it okay. had better, like, it had the same, I think it actually had better skating and a better ability, and I was just like, that. this is the reason why. But Linden, mm-hmm. for example, I think Linden has more longevity if you are going to go after one, and because his he has potentially the best combo of abilities that you could have on a He really does. That was, that was my thing for him. It's like, even if he doesn't make, like, my first or second line GWC, which he most likely won't, um if you have him on like your fourth line he has uh silver quick draw right so i wish he had gold quick draw that would be the end if he i i do too but he has 99 face-offs already mm-hmm. right yeah. so that still helps a lot like so he has like no matter what he has the best face-offs plus the silver quick draw yeah um and he has the gold born leader which is pretty mm-hmm. huge sometimes how's the game going right now what's the score 23 21 kansas city the end of all the right, third quarter right. okay it's pretty it's pretty nuts <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree. I think that the, that it's uh, Barkov is is interesting, but he's an inch shorter, and it's just um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Center is so difficult this year. I, again, well, they answered knows? the thing though, like because we were saying there's not a lot of good centers that you could use in like that 93, 94 overall range. Mm-hmm. They did release two right now that are among the best. Yeah, maybe for a short period of time, but yeah, you know, Barkov let's, and Linden. Let's talk about that. So. 
I've, I've seen a lot of complaints about the event, obviously. Um, and do people that complain about the event not like... Because the, the number one complaint is like, none of these cards will be on my team in the end game, right? My question was... And I understand when I release content, I'm like, hey, guys, you probably shouldn't make any of these, right? My question is, you know... I, I get that I spend money on the game and I play the game a ton so I can have whatever card I want. But, like, do you not want to have a good team now? Like, if your whole goal is to... Maybe it's the very, very small... Is this the GWC? Or is this what Hockey Ultimate Team is because you know that eventually your team's going to be 99 and, like... Because after GWC, the, the interest just dies. I would think so. And not only that, it's Socially, like... anyways. Yeah, but, like, if that's the complaint where, like, hey, this card's not going to be my team, like, if you go back to any year, any card through, like, February probably isn't going to be on your team, so you just ignore everything and never buy a card and just save yeah. up 5 million coins? Yeah, I you just... You know, I don't get it. You know, and, and may, again, maybe I'm being biased because, uh, you know, I really think I'm going to start my free-to-play series um, mm. this week because uh, I hit Division 1, and now I've gotten my game to the point where it was last year, which is about 15 wins and champs. And yeah. I guess we could talk about that in a second, but yeah, it's just the uh, the the way with the way with events, man. Like, uh, you know, I understand the complaints. I don't. I'll say this: the choice of masters it continues to be weak. I there could they could have done a million options um, for the leaders event. Randy Carlisle, you're a penguin fan. That was fan. such a how, strange one. How he's not even highly regarded. List. He's yeah. not even as a penguins fan. I. And it's like I've been a Penguins fan like my whole life, right? Like, uh, and I don't even think of him, right? Like, you get you get those players from the '80s and stuff, or '90s, whatever. He's not one that's ever mentioned. So it's such a strange choice, and it's like, if you have him, like, why not like Paul Coffey or something? You know, like if you're going like a Penguins defenseman, I I, I don't get it. It's so obscure, that, and it's annoying. Like like that that part I find really annoying because they have such a strong alumni pool. Yeah, you know, and if you're, I, and if if yeah. you want to go leaders, right, and you're looking for it, if, like Lidstrom's in there, you know, like I know, like, a, like dude, there's like, so many players. Yeah, like I remember last year when they did the Jerome McGinley Kellogg's one, and I'm I, Jerome McGinley's one of my favorite players of all time, and I was just like, man, I gotta get that. Like you, the cards that are like, wow, I want that, you know, mm -hmm. which is why I was so my ass was so chapped about the Carlson Burns thing because as a Sharks fan, that's all we've gotten for three years, so I yeah. feel no like ugh, I gotta get them. I just like. Burns is the best, one of the best righties, though. Mm -hmm. It's just, yeah, like, I, I don't know, man. I think that they need to stop overthinking it. I feel like that's what they're doing. They're they're just overthinking and trying to be, like, not edgy, but, like, yeah. odd. I mean, edgy would be, like, putting out, like, a Tony D'Angelo MSP, you know? I like, guess, yeah, yeah, it's the wrong word for the, it. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the, but the Randy Carlisle choice is just way off the wall. Yeah, like, you know, even in the other ones, like... I, you know, you know, Barkov. Okay, I, I get that one. Um, and Linden for for the most part. I too. get Linden. Yeah, I mean, they could have really trolled the Canucks fans by doing like a Messier Canucks like MSP. Yeah, could you like, imagine, dude, a leader been, like that that's who I think of is Mark Messier. Like it's just yeah, but like as the Canucks one, I was thinking that would have been, been yeah, that yeah. would have been good, dude. It's just yeah, I, I didn't really understand. I understand that one, and again, but. It's only a one-week event, guys, and I think they really, like I said, they back themselves into a corner with the amount of content that they have to put out. It's just, yeah. you know, so not it's every staggering. event can be a banger. And it did and it did lower the market. I, I was saying this, that every cost for every card was at its absolute peak lat, the week before. Like, yeah. I'm talking like 83s, 84s. You could sell 80 overalls for 1,600 coins. 
Like, it's just absurd. And now it's starting to come back down because you have a bad event. No one wants to, you know, buy and make any of these cards. So, yeah. So, Trevor Linden, I think, is the only one that is kind of interesting in this event. Hellebuck does, on paper, look to be the best goalie in the game. He's at technically an inch taller than Price has goal post to post. Yeah, so. he's now the best goalie. I agree yeah. with you. Um, but, like... So this is another event where they release like a 94 overall like gold post to post goalie and it's like how many are they going to release? Um, uh, it so seems what were you I'll, say? I'll say I'll say this. I think the, one of the interesting things about X factors in 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 Hut is that it does assist with some of the things that attributes cannot. So for the last 15 years of online gameplay, Ben Bishop is your goaltender. Okay? Mm -hmm. Like agree like that that's who it yeah, is. That's been it's the whoever goalie. is the biggest. The the addition of of uh, X factors allows smaller goaltenders to be viable. So I I in a sense I like it, but you're seeing them because again, EA or uh, Brendan and Will, the two new content hut content developers, they were very meta players. Like they used to grind the game. They're in all of our Twitch chats all the time, and they they used to grind the game, and they understand the meta of like, hey, this will this is what will help a card. This is what will make it interesting. And I think that they found out with smaller goaltenders under six, six four is pushing it. Anything higher than that, if you give goal post to post, you're just like you're you're. Um, I don't want to say breaking the game, but you're making like a situation where that's Justice and Noonan from last year, where everyone yeah. needs to have him. And um, I, I think that it does finally make smaller gold as smaller. It's six foot four, but I mean, <laughs> like it makes them viable. Yeah. And I, I actually I like that. You know, now if they have to put goal post to post on every goaltender under six foot four, it gets a little boring. But like that, at least allows you to use that card and make it viable in competitive play. I'm all for that. In all honesty, the mm -hmm. other one I want to talk about. So I was talking about this last week, and I mentioned it to to Brendan as well. Yay Hawk for anyone who knows him. I said that I think this year he he had he was watching a stream of mine, and I was talking about how Adam Fox. Um, I was really high on him because last year. Kale McCarr's card with high body checking was so good, which was so weird because smaller defensemen just never seemed to be effective. But it seemed that he had high enough body checking where he could initiate the stumble animation, which is what makes big players so effective in their in their own zone, especially. And then you have Kale McCarr, who's so fast and his shot so good that it just was like the perfect package. And I saw the Adam Fox when he put spark booming shot on him, he can get up to like 95 body checking. And it's just not the same. It's not NHL 21. I cannot get the bump animation to save my life. He gets shrugged off. You've mm -hmm. only got to play the stick on him, which is fine. It's not like he's a bad card. It's just that part of the game that I thought would come, that everyone, well, a lot of people thought would come, just didn't. So I had been talking about the only thing that I could see that they could try is to put truculence on the little guys and see if it changes. And it does appear they gave a 94 Fox that came out, the 16-bit one, um, that had truculence. And I had a lot of people come to my disc or in my chat and on Discord and on my YouTube comments saying that it it, it works like that. That So I think we're going to start seeing a lot of small defensemen have truculence. And I don't think it makes them overpowered. I just think it makes them viable, which, again, yeah. I'm all for. It doesn't have to be gold truculence. But if you're going to give out a defenseman that's like Jerry Spurgeon or Cor Tor <laughs> Corey Trug, Tory Krug, have them silver truculence on them, I think. Yeah, like, I, I, so that might fix it. That's also just a little bit disappointing because it's just like putting a Band-Aid on like an, a fundamental gameplay thing of the past 10 years. We're literally just talking about NHL, so like that is what I, uh, we do. I know, I know. It's just Band-Aids, which, which is what it is. I mean, like we, we don't have replays anymore because they had put a Band-Aid on the desyncs, right? It's like yeah. this, this appears to be a, a Band-Aid for it, um, but... Uh, I would rather the ability to use more types of cards 
if it meant that they have to have a certain ability. It's lame in that sense. It but is. It's very lame. I'm sorry. There's no other way to make them viable. If we're going to have an event you're going to cover and you're going to tell people to go use hut cards every week, if a defenseman's under six foot, you're saying, or under six two, you're saying no. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's a problem. Like, I would rather be like, if Carlson, the last Carlson that came out last week, if he got silver truculence on him, that would have changed a lot of things because his skating is so good. His shot's so good. He's very good at handling the puck. If he had been able to actually knock people off of the puck in the offensive zone, it makes him a lot more interesting as opposed to the alternative, which is Brent Burns with gold shutdown. And it's clearly it was, so we did have actually, I was, I was interested to hear the backstory on the Brent Burns, uh, EA Hawk brand. It was in my stream on Thursday or Friday. Um, and he was talking about that Brent Burns card specifically. Uh, and then daddy Padre was in there too, saying that, you know, some of these MSP defensemen that are coming out with gold shutdown a little bit too OP headman burns, et cetera. Right. They're the biggest defensemen. They have gold shutdown. And uh, EA Hawk mentioned that they're originally thinking about having Burns not have that and have Heatseeker instead, yep. which I thought was great just because, like, that ties into the, like, Brent Burns' play style, right? He just rips wrist shots from the point That's what nonstop. he's good at. That's what he's the best yeah. at. Yeah. Yeah, so I was kind of disappointed to hear that they decided to go the gold shutdown route. I mean, it made him a better hut card. If he um, didn't have gold shutdown, man, uh, he is very slow. Like, it's not, it's, like, he is slow. Like, there's, there's no way around that. But I don't notice it, though. That's the thing. Like, and you were mentioning it earlier with, like, the 6-4, like, range and stuff. So as I was streaming, like, my Hut Champs games this weekend, and, like, any time, like, I had to chase down, like, a McDavid or Duchesne with, like, Brent Burns, like, I wasn't really getting beat. Like, his reach makes up for it. I don't notice I guess it does. Speed. I guess it does make up. I think that the majority of the player base, though, when they give up end-to-end rushes, that... Maybe maybe it's the positioning, the angles, and yeah, stuff. Like yeah, like you you have to remember that your positioning is so good, which is what allows you to use the bigger, slower guys, oh, right? Thank you, sleeves. Well, it's just you know, um, but like I'll say this, man. Like gold shutdown needs a big buff in the ability cost because I really into, does. I played uh, someone. I had my best champ. So guys, I had my best champs run I had this year. I finally feel like I'm back. Thank you. Like 15 wins. I finally feel like I'm back to like where i was last year and uh like just on the outside of gwc the 128 and like i, I found like division one i'm not getting smoked out by guys i've never heard of before anymore so like i finally feel good and confident about my game and um i ran into somebody on my run and it was he had burns headman and then he had carlo and bowmeister and i was like there is no the reason why those guys are so valuable for anyone listening and they don't know why, when you are trying to enter the zone and they have two guys back or even one guy back, you cannot get close. Mm -hmm. Because shutdown is an automatic knock off the puck if they're in range. Their reach is absurd because they're so tall. And you will get bumped off unless you're using Matt Sundin going three miles an hour. Like, you just... There is no way around them. And that significantly makes it very difficult. So... I'm okay if they have gold shutdown because I think that, you know, there should be cards that everyone is like, man, like, that's so good. That's exciting. Because if they didn't, you end up with events like this where no one's excited because, like, I'm not going to use this in, in a month, right? Yeah. I do think that there, are, there should be cards that are, I don't want to say overpowered, but extremely powerful because that's what you should be chasing. There's a reason why Hedman's over a mil, right? Like, mm -hmm. as he should. But they need to go from, what is it, two for sh gold shutdown? Two, down? yeah, two. That I think it should be, be four six, or six. Yeah. Six, man. And I also is... think uh, post-to-post should yeah. go up, too. Um, I'm okay with post-to-post being ten. 
Yeah, you know what? If you well, want to invest, if in it your... go, actually, if it goes to ten, then no one's. I would say it. six or eight. Yeah, six. I, or I eight, think yeah. I think six or eight's good. Um, but like, if you want to make that investment, in your goalie, like, it's four points. Even I'm using that. Like, dude, it's it's it's, not, it's, it's way too cheap. The animation that it allows them to do the L two up against the post, because that's what happens is when they with goal post to post, they if you manually control your goaltender, you hold L two and you go left to right. That's what makes you fly over left and right really fast. But with goal post to post, they hug the post. Which makes that shot short side like they can't. You can't. It's, it's so. Yeah. It's easily. And I'm not even. I'm not lying. I actually think it is the best ability in the game, in terms of what it does. And I, then shut. Every down. single time I play like that, Carey Price, it's like th- <laughs> two or three saves a, like a game where it's like that should be a goal. Mm-hmm. And that's less than ten percent of your AP yep. cost right there. Yeah, it's crazy, man. And like wheels. <sighs> I don't know if I noticed. I have wheels on my McDavid, silver wheels on my McDavid and McKinnon, and then I have the 99 Duchesne. And I invest like 20 points in those three cards. That's my first line, though. I'm also mm-hmm. running McDavid at center, which I actually don't okay. mind. Because you can't, right now, Duchesne and McDavid, team of the year, have to be on the first line. Like, I, like you know what I mean? Like, they're so yeah. good that, like, and they're so above the, re- until the rest of the game catches up, essentially. There's just, there isn't two forward cards that are near them, except maybe little Mew. But he's so rare that, like, that's not very common. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have them on the first line together, and it's just – it's nuts when they have the puck. Like, it's just – it's so – Yeah, I mean, 99 everything will do that, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, all right, so I had someone come into my chat. This, I'm debating talking about this. Okay, I'm not going to make, this. I'm not going to make an in-depth video about it. And we had varying different results with it, so I guess it would be interesting, but – Mm-hmm. Someone had said, "Wow, try holding down R one in triangle while you're po checking." If someone in my chat, I, I want to say it was, uh, I don't, I don't remember. I don't, I, I want to say it was Metro Achilles, but I don't think it was him. Okay. Anyways, he came to my chat and said, "Hey, try holding down R one in triangle," and I started doing it, and it doesn't look any different. But what it appears to do is when you're holding down triangle while doing it, it's almost like it activates the fight animation and your player is chasing and like getting a, like you'll notice guys in the high divisions, you'll be able to notice exactly this. So there's games when I'm streaming or there was where I would get po-checked just an absurd amount. Like, and it was like from behind where it would, it would be like it basically not po-check cleanly, but it was just like, it would cause a jumble in the rush, and the puck would just be lost by me. And I couldn't understand what it was. And now, it's starting to use R1 in triangle, or R3, apparently. You click in on the right stick. It, it appears that when you do that from behind or the side, it still gives you a penalty. If When you hit R1 initially, it goes through the skates. That is still, it's not like it, it gets around that. But when you just hold it out and you don't get that tripping call, it like causes an incidental contact that knocks the puck loose that is at a extremely high rate and when you're intercepting passes too or the puck's free and you hold an r1 triangle it's so locked on automatic that it has just made my gameplay much better it was like what was missing <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah like and, and you know call it what it will if, it, if it's like you know glitching or, or abusing the mechanics of the game but this has been a game for two years i just had no idea like i it, so um i was in your like discord channel actually mm-hmm. um i think it was like friday afternoon and somebody was mentioning it, talking about it. So I popped in your chat and, you know, everybody was talking about it. And I, I had no idea it was in the game. And you're and like I one was of the best shot. of the mechanics. Yeah. And like, and not only that, it's like, usually if something's in the game, like I'll hear about it from like somebody else. Yeah. Too, but like, so after I was done watching you, I was like driving home later. 
I called Junior Pence. I was about to say, did you call Pence? I called Pence. I'm like, hey, R1 and Triangle, what do you know about it? He had no idea either. Like, like Grand and, uh, and Uninstall, like, I don't know if they're just trolling. And maybe they didn't actually know. And they were like, there, they found out. Like, but, and it could just be, maybe it's in my head. Maybe it's, because you tried it and you did not see a difference. Right. Um, I, I think there's certain times you could use it. I didn't see a d- difference defensively. I'll tell you, there's a, where, where I noticed it the most. If you two are, if you're, if you're uh, rushing for a free puck and you hold yes. down R1 and triangle, it's like your guy gets a boost or something. I was just about to say that. I was just about to say and, going for a loose puck in like the corner boards or something. Yeah, and because or on the forecheck. Yeah, because it like doesn't get a penalty unless you're like you know you, when you hit initially hit r1 when you both are skating for a loose puck and you run into the boards let's say you don't beat the guy it will knock the puck free like it and i don't know if it's broken like uh, i i don't because I, I really i i don't know if they if it's something they need to fix or if it's now just something that is noticed by like the large masses and we're just gonna have to adjust to it because you still get penalties. Like if you're yeah, holding you that R one, like if you if you tap L two or spin move around and and someone's doing that, you're gonna draw a penalty. But yeah, like on loose pucks and in the neutral zone, like and and another big bonus is that when you're doing that and you're going into the boards, because you're holding down triangle, you automatically board hold. I didn't so, think like, about that. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it's a little awkward because you're you basically have to claw or you're taking a you're taking your thumb off the defensive skill stick. But yeah, it's just you know I I I have a feeling that there's going to be a large part of the of the player base that doesn't like it, and so I'm not going to make did, a, uh, go ahead. Oh, sorry, sleeps. You finished there. Yeah, I, I'm not going to make a video on telling people how to do it because I don't think that's right. And I I'm I still I'm very conflicted if, if it is a glitch. Um, it, it definitely feels a little dumb. I'll say that. And now yeah. I realize when I'm playing certain people that they've been doing it to me, and I can tell immediately when you guys are rushing for a puck. So when you're playing someone, if you're in the high divisions, and you see someone holding out their stick while skating for a loose puck, it's because they're holding down triangle. So Okay. What did uh, Grenon Uninstall say about that? Did they know about it? Or they were... said that they knew about it, yeah. And it, huh. was something, it was something like that. Triangle with other animations apparently is, is does some weird stuff. So I wonder if it does it with the hitting too. Um, yeah, like I, you yeah. know, like because triangle initiates you basically chasing someone down to to get a fight. Like you know, it's you're, when you're not like you know in in uh, like contact with each other. When you hold down triangle, there's still a thing in the game where it's like, hey, okay, you want to fight that guy. Yeah, I wonder if also that's what this is like super in depth, but like you know, nip and biscuits with the um, hip checks that always seem to like fly towards your guy. Yeah, like um, I don't. Um, yeah, like that could be it too. Those those hip. So that hip check thing. That's annoying. That is really yeah. Dumb. And I'm disappointed still in the game because I, I I don't use it because I'm like oh I'm never gonna learn this. This is stupid, but it's so effective. Yeah, because it um, backskates really fast. You get a boost. To yeah. It. And again, it tracks like it, it. It's there's something with it. There's some triangle is is had does some weird stuff apparently. Um, but yeah, like it's. I, I think that you know, whoever's gonna listen to this is pretty hardcore about the game. I think. Mm-hmm. So. If anything, I'd love for you guys just to watch out for it. You know, if you want to use it, sure, mess around with it. I still think that in my mind that I don't think it's really doing all that much. I don't think it is. Loose, I'm, I'm not using puck. it myself, like, yeah, really. Except for the uh, loose cause... puck thing. I, that that you notice. Like, it's like he gets a little extra gas. Like, I don't I don't know. Weird. Do you remember the ghost poke in NHL 13? 
No. Okay, so for people listening, and it's it's under the same exact thing. Um, if you were trailing a player, right, uh, following a player, and if they were holding down R2 to pass it, and you were behind them, if you tap triangle, they would lose the puck. Um, so oh, you could be I like, do remember you could, that, yes. Yeah, you could be like five to ten feet away from a player. If you would just tap triangle, like, the whole time skating behind them, as soon as they would go for a pass, like, they would just lose the puck. It was like a huge game-breaking glitch in the game, and this is very similar and I had thought, like, they, they patched that, like, the year prior. Um, but I wonder if there's still, like, those, like, things in the game that were initiating the fight does certain things, which clearly it does, right? Yeah, um, I think it, maybe it's something it's, that we have to bring weird. up, you know, the Game Changer chat. I, I, I'm just still, I'm not sure. We probably sure should. We probably should have, yeah. Yeah, like, part of me is like, hey, like, you know, I don't want to be the tattle on the, you know. But, like, I don't still don't know if I feel, I'm going to use it this week again. And mm-hmm. I'm going to kind of get, like, a sense of if I actually think it is, like, a glitch, you know? It, it's Yeah, it's, I have to see some more of it because I think, it's, I think when, in general... When you're behind someone and yeah. if you hold R1 and you do it manually, you're going to get a penalty. Yeah. And I would say 20% of the time you get a penalty when you do, from what I've used it so far, behind someone. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, but it's yeah, it's definitely it's definitely something that uh, definitely needs to be looked at further at least. But I think it is something to do with triangle. So, yeah. um, uh, last thing before we get into our questions, that I want to talk about is uh, just the market real quick, um, because this event is kind of you know crap in the eyes of everyone else. I I don't think it's all that bad. Again, it's a one week event, and we're about to get the All Star event, guys, which is usually one of the most fun events. So you guys got to remember that um, the All Star event is usually really fun. Um, so. The market right now, if you're free to play or you just started in January or maybe you don't have a very good team, you really need to look at the 90 overalls and the 89 overalls. There's some really good values there. I don't think it's worth because of the floor that those sets set. So like the uh, 85s, 86s, 87s are going for a lot of coins that these players shouldn't... Like if you were to take the player and use them on your team, like an 87 is not worth 35,000 coins. Mm -hmm. Very few of them are. Like very few are worth 87,000 coins. Whereas the 90s and 89s, like there's there's some very good ones that are like 50k and i think that's where you should you should be focusing so if you were just starting would you be focusing on players like that or what what would be your what would be your mindset for a new player that started in the holidays if i was just starting i think yeah it'd be like that 89 to 90 there's even like 91s and stuff too um there were the was it the winter classic like the barbashev um there's like a couple players like wallman i think yeah, um, I would start there. I'd start like the ninety Eric Stahl. I would start at the eighty-five. Like ninety Vemel. Eric Stahl is one I mentioned. What's, what's yeah. that goalie's name? I Vemelka. People, Vemelka. People have told me how to pronounce that about twenty times, and I still don't even know how. Place for Arizona, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I would start there for sure. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, all right, let's take some questions. We've got a lengthy list of questions. Yes, so let's, we do. Uh, Before we get in these questions, though. Um, Last week, I told my wife what we were talking about. Um, I was like, you know, take responsibility. And you're like, she basically called me a hypocrite because she's like, do you not remember how you used to act whenever you used to lose games and stuff? I, um, I would, okay, yeah, hang on. So one of the funny things that I'm seeing, and again, I am just getting flamed basically daily on Reddit now. And maybe that comes with, uh, you know, I managed to get to a point in my content career that I hit a nice height that I didn't anticipate. And maybe that just comes with the territory um but it is like every day i'm getting a shit post about me which is fine i wouldn't i wouldn't i've picked this career if i could take it but one of the ones that kills me is that when people are like yeah he streams the game and when he loses he loses his mind not just me specifically but like a lot of the streamers let's say henrique or any of those guys josh 
there isn't one person on Reddit, on that play, on on you know on the lead, like anyone that is very good at the game that plays it at the highest level or like Division three and above that does not lose their mind when you lose in this game behind the screen just because our cameras turned on doesn't mean that you guys aren't launching controllers left and right. I just want to make that very clear because I love it because I guarantee you anyone that's talking about streamers and people, you know, losing their mind when they lose, bro, just laugh at it, man. Be like, dude, like, that's me. When I watch Josh, Josh is one of the, he's the person I watch the most in the community. I don't get a lot mm -hmm. of time to watch Twitch streamers. I watch you in the morning when I'm done videos and then I watch Josh at night because it's like going back to work. And, you know, like, I feel when he loses his mind, I'm like, God, dude, I'm like living through it. Cause it's like, dude, everyone has been there. So anyways, yeah. I have a scar on my fist here from whenever I lost GWC by a goal bouncing off of like two defensemen's feet. And then I punched the wall. So like, was that the I punch or the say, kick? That was one of the first was, years. Do you remember the kick? I do remember the kick. Dude, God, dude, I have, I don't have that picture anymore. Guys, before me and Kesso, we're the hosts of Coffee and Chocolate. This is 2018. This is first year GWC. Yeah, and I, that's, the sad thing is I was like 24, 25 at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I I will never forget. I just I known Kesso. He was probably you're probably one of the first friends I'd made in the community very early on, and we were in like a Discord or something, and I'll never forget that picture where it was like, "Yo, Kesso, how's your game going?" And you literally just sent a picture of the hole in the wall. We've all been there, game, bro. This We've game's rage-inducing. Whenever there's, you know, a potential $50,000 on the line and it bounces off. There's five off AIs. Of, so, like, it's, it's always going to be very tough, you know? So, I'm a hypocrite, but, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Live and learn. We got a podcast. You guys make a podcast. <laughs> you can yeah, talk yeah. about whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> all right, let's get into questions here. Um, the Wondering Toker asked, Talk about the matchmaking glitch and how it's pushing a larger part of online gamers away. It needs addressing by... I agree with you. Uh, I, I feel bad for those division, you know, four and 10 players that you have people that, you know, are in division one that are logging on, playing one game, resetting their game, matching up against a D10 player, making them quit. It makes the regular player not even want to search in rivals. Um, I, I'm assuming it's on the radar of EA. I'd have to assume, but there's so many issues in the game where it's like, where do they put their focus on? There's My, so many I'm, glitches. I'm curious. They'll never say this though, right? I'm curious if it is a way to combat the fact that it's on four consoles. That's like, what I, I think, was thinking. Yeah. I think that might be it. If you're in division, so guys, I'm going to speak to the other side here, not like the the lower division guys, the higher division guys. If you watch Gren or, uh, you know, there's some, B-Wubs even at like 4,000. If you watch them and they search for a game, they're so high because they're, well, let's talk about Gren specifically. He's one of the best in the world. He's so high up that for him to find a game, it rivals hard matches your opponent, your skill level, your division. That's what it's supposed to do. And for the most part, like last year, it did. And it was very difficult um, once you hit your plateau. But it, it would take like an initial like five minutes just to get down in the range of Division One guys, right? Now, he's a very, very small percentage of the player base. So in one sense, I get that like it allows them to find a game. And I think the, what the problem is, it stems with it. Because like, why do it, though? You know what I mean? One, uh, a lot of people just want wins, and they, mm -hmm. you know, they don't want to play good players, and they avoid it. You know, They're when <laughs> we all remember when you could actually see your Hut Champs opponent, and the nonsense that was. There's just a lot of scared, scared boys in this community that want to, uh, you know, that want to avoid a good matchup. But two, is how Rivals works in Division One. It is a bloodbath. 
if you were in Division 1 to get Diamond, like, I, I play this game for a living, and I play all my games, and I struggle to get in there because everyone, you know, like, when you when you get to that point, like, it is the players are so good that, like, the re, a large portion of the reason why they're doing it is because it allows them to get a win, and they don't it they don't get less rivals points by beating someone lower. It's the same. You five yeah. five plus goals or five goals in a game, and you win. You get nine hundred or whatever rivals points, and it's just an issue with the rivals points, like a rivals issue. Because what's nuts is there's no leaderboard. Because back in like online seasons, you'd get people that just played online seasons even with no rewards because they wanted to flex the fact they get a thousand wins. Hazy hype is a perfect example. He used to only <laughs> play online seasons. He would get no rewards for it, but he, he is would... the funniest guy in the community. Easily, easily. It, the, he came into my stream the other day. This, and I, it, because it was him, I wasn't mad. Yeah. But I said something like, uh, "Oh, my wife's somewhere." He's like, "Oh, send her over here." <laughs> and I was oh, like, dude, Jesus he, Christ, he, Dude, he asks for my wife's feet pictures all the time. Yeah, and if you yeah. know who Hazy Hype is, again, weird, weird kid. But he's... He's funny. <laughs> Anybody he's else, funny it's like, that's an instant ban. But like, dude, like, get that, yeah, get out of my chat, you mutt. Like, yeah, Hazy Hype, it's just... the Dude, the kid's harmless. But he's 25, so there's that. Oh. But anyways... That's less funny, yeah, though. It's, uh, yeah, like, the, the issue is, like, you know... Um, it needs to be addressed. I think that when it's next year, when it's cross console, um, or hopefully, you know, this wouldn't be an issue. But I feel like it, that's what it is. I think it's just they can't figure out a way to find you guys' games. It sucks. Yep. It absolutely is awful for the lower division. Like I can't. Like that. That must be awful. It must be terrible. Um, any more you wanted to add here, sleeves? Nothing. All right. Uh, so the next question is from Hugo15. When, if ever, can we expect to see higher overall gold player trade-ins for performance upgrade collectibles? Example, 83+, plus, 86+. Plus. I don't know if they will. I'll explain why. Um, I think that would... Uh, I think it would overpower the, the, the X factors. Because if everyone... If everyone... Also, I mean it would significantly damage the events like the cost for 83s and whatnot would fly th would, would it not yeah i think it would i think that's a big issue too and it's like if you can trade those in um like right now the the performance upgrade collectibles are tough to get there probably should be easier paths to it but then people wouldn't run in the you could have like 10 15 x factors right fully upgraded no issue at all I, I don't know where, like, the balance is in that. There needs to be a squad battle variant of power of collectibles because Hut Champs is really the, like, if you if you can get to 11 wins in Hut Champs, you're golden. Like, you're you're going to be, you can make it. You have a team like mine where almost every player is upgradable. Um, you know, that's, you. That, but guys that can't get 11 wins in Hut Champs is much more difficult. So um, they need to have a Hut Champs variant of it. Uh, again, I... I think, again, I, I look at the EA side because I know what's going on in the background and what the impact it could be negatively. I just think that it might overpower the ability to get power-up collectibles, and I would be curious to see if that would ruin... Because you would just... Everyone's X-Factor would be maxed out. Mm -hmm. It would be. Because the, the goal would be, with the higher overall cards right now, is to in, participate in the events. But the people complaining yeah. about it are the ones that are going to be playing and have an endgame team, and they don't participate in the event because the events don't have endgame cards for the most part so they're like hey i want a way to upgrade my x-factor card which is an endgame card yeah uh yeah so to answer that for myself too i don't know yeah i don't, I don't it know. won't happen i don't think there will be yeah 
Uh, ABCDEFZ asks, so Sleeves, you made some comments in the last few weeks that casual players don't watch your content. Just want to chime in that I'm not only casual, but offline uh, for HUT. Examples, HUT, Rush, Squad Battles, and enjoy the hell out of the content you guys produce, especially the podcast. Well, thank you. In that context, you guys poop on Hot Rush a lot. And while I love your idea about having events where body checking is cranked to 99 or it's all six, seven players, I have to say that having some skill stuff in there has been really helpful to me. I wouldn't know how to do moves like wraparounds or hip checks without them being in rush challenges and stuff like <laughs> score 15 goals with defense or off one-timers have been great because they forced me to create those situations. The question, are you guys good with different modes and at different audiences, or do you think EA should lean harder one way or the other in terms of arcade casual versus versus sim or competitive um couple of things in there so i think this is why it's great that we do this podcast and uh you know other stuff too i always have such a shallow view of like what i view what people want uh and sometimes i'm wrong hot rush example i was like pooping on it uh like two weeks ago i was like oh at least we have hot rush nobody wanted that this is a player that literally learned basic mechanics in the game. When he, when you were from, saying that, I never thought about that. And it's funny because, like, I, I get that NHL does not do a very good job of telling you how don't. to do things, like deeks and things like that. And that, that it's funny that that hot rush would make you do it because you actually, even yeah. if it doesn't show you in game, you would go online and be like, "How do I do a windmill deke?" Something like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's also like. We do this podcast where we record for an hour every week. I stream about eight hours a week. You stream way beyond that number uh, compared to me, right? So we're talking. I'm talking nine hours a week on camera, on audio, whatever. I'm an idiot. I'm going to say a bunch of dumb things eight of those nine hours, uh, and I'm going to be wrong on some things. You know, it's just my opinion. It's also my uninformed opinion sometimes, too. So whenever I say things on here, I'm not saying them as fact unless it's related to, like, a strategy in the game or something. So it's always good to hear the other side of it. Um Another thing to add to that, uh, if because the main question in that was, are you guys good with different o- modes aimed at different audiences, or should EA lean one way or the other? Um, I think EA should try to bring everybody in. Um, I want to see things aimed at ca- uh, competitive community because that's what I play. Um, I think EA's in such a tough spot with this game because the player base is so small that they can't have something to please everybody. Uh, because we have the rivals issues, uh, we have the hot rush issues. Like we have so many issues based on the the player base. Um, so I, I I can't really answer if it should lean you know one way or the other. I would like to see it aimed more at the competitive community, but that's just for me specifically. I would I and like like I aim to be able to play the game and grind the game and like produce content on it. So like I would lean. I understand why like hot champs inc and the competitive part of the game needs to be improved upon but like i would much rather have other modes um as well as like not making rivals in the weekly chores be a thing still like that's my like i my main goal is to find help with the ability to add in new modes so that there's more to do in the game but like again that's just the different viewpoints we have right like i he keso is a competitive player and has been for like 15 years i create content in this game for like a living so like it's you can see why there's it's not like you know one size you know fits all in terms of like our opinions on it but yeah i would definitely i personally think that like number one they need to change the week-to-week pathing of what you're doing because it has been the same for four years almost they need new modes in hockey ultimate team that can actually provide value um and that's fun and that's like what whereas kessa want you know is is focused on the competitive side which makes sense yeah yeah 
Um, let's see, professional one. Do do the uh, one where I replied back when I said I need to answer that. Okay, we want to answer that one first. All right, so some guy. This is a lengthy question. Let's see if I can get through this without messing up. Yep. Uh, been a fan of the show, but didn't love the negativity in this episode. That we were really negative in the last one, and I apologize. We were. Probably we came were. off wrong, but like you know. I, I do want to say one thing though. I think sometimes the negativity carries over. Where like I literally. Not that I care, because I don't care what anybody says, but Same. it's like some guy told me, like, oh, I should kill myself today because I poke check in a video game. Uh, and you want to say, like, F you to that guy afterwards, right? So sometimes that negativity carries over, where you have, like, random people that have never met you online over something so dumb and trivial, you know, tell you to kill yourself well, over a video game. like Yeah, like and like I said, like, from, like, earlier on, like, on Reddit specifically, I am just getting flamed every day. And a lot of it is just super uninformed that people have a different uh, viewpoint of me that they that is just absolutely not correct. Like that, I think my opinion is more important than everyone else's. It's not, and I don't think I'm right in the sense that everything I'm saying is completely accurate. But my entire goal of my channel when I started it back five years ago was to help players that were below average become better at the game. And I'll I'll tell you this, man: when you're in a cre content creation market, you won't get further if you're wrong a lot of the time yeah. you know so like you know like i've replied to one of the i have to stop replying because usually i'm very good at that but there was just so much of it on reddit specifically that people just want to shit on me because i told people how to do the l2 stuff um if you're getting absolutely crushed by guys that do it uh me teaching you how to do it back if you want to win more i don't understand how that's me ruining the game it's in the game if you want to win more unfortunately this is how you're going to have to do it that's an ea problem not me but anyways Okay, yeah, so I get there was backlash on the Reddit post for sleeves, and it's tempting to fight fire with fire in that regard, but not everybody who dislikes spins is just a sore loser. You also asserted that people don't want a more sim-based game. Sleeves, you made this claim after NHL 21, then NHL 22 released with a more sim-based game to much more fanfare, so I don't know how you're dusting this one off again. A want for real hockey isn't inherently a stupid take. It's being progressed towards. Have you seen Kale McCarr play... I think we all know, that was in quotes, that was your quote last week, yeah. I think we all know it's a bit insincere to compare play to extended L2-ing. Um, so you want to answer that part first, Sleeves, or should I go on with the question? Uh, yeah, so like I feel like in NHL 21, it was very unrealistic because there was no pass intercept model. Um, and this year, it was the game is very, much more sim-based than it was the year prior. Um, we can agree on that, right? Like the, yeah. the main way to set up goals in NHL 22 is not the L2s, it is passing plays. Kesso covers that extensively on his YouTube channel. Like, and that's what we you had to figure out because it's the only way to score because the pass intercept model is back on. You can't force passes through five guys anymore, even though a lot of people complain that that's what happens to them. And huh. D2D one-timers don't go in nearly as much. So, like, you know, it's... Um, it is much more sim based, and a lot of the player base that doesn't like this year's game might be because they don't, re they didn't realize they didn't like want the real thing, you know. Whereas I understand the people that do. I would love a game that's mimically mimics it perfectly. I just think the perception of what you think that would be playing a video game version of it might be different than what it actually would be, is all. Yeah. And then the Kale McCarr thing, like, L. I think when I talk about L twos or we talk about L twos, they think about NHL like twenty where, like, you would just literally, like, back and forth. It is very easy to defend the L2. That's what I don't get. And I also get, like, a little, like, peeved, I guess, sometimes when, when people, they made the assumption about you, right, with the L2 video, but then also, like, I'm lumped into it, where if you go on my YouTube channel, I don't post, like, a ton, right? But, like, I literally have, like, a 17-minute defensive video, which I think is, like, the best video ever. 
and it's how to stop all of this stuff. And it's like, if if I was out there, yeah, if I was out there, like, I don't really teach people how to, like, glitch the game. Like, I have a couple goals on there that's like that. But, like, most of my content, if you look at, like, the set play stuff and stuff I have on there, it's extremely realistic. It's like... So I don't know where, you know, sometimes people... Not, not My how to score person, video yeah. is literally showing people how to use the overload and behind the net. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know what I mean? I don't think L2 isn't holding down, but, like, Kale McCarr's example in real life is that using great edge work. L2 and the ability to use it correctly is really just a super effective way to use edge work correctly. I don't think you should live on it, but if you're allowing someone to live on it, that's just not knowing how to defend it. And it is very yeah. easy. Once you learn how to do it, it's like, oh, okay. Anyways, um, yeah, so carrying on with this question. Uh, so why play online instead of squad battles if you don't like spins? That was a quote, I think, from me or you last week. That was you. It wasn't the trump card you guys thought it was. I guess it wasn't the trump card I thought it was. People can want to play in more competitive mode and still not love every part of it. It's not a contradiction. But hey, this is why I avoid hot champs. It's not bad advice, but there's room to prefer a more competitive game and still dislike parts of it. Uh, just I'm going to answer this a little bit. Yeah, I, I totally get where this person's coming from, like, by disliking it. I think it's tough if that's what you're seeking out in, like, an online video game. Um, you might dislike it, but you can't go in expecting people are going to play to your exact desires. I think that's what I said last week. But there's communities that you can join online where people play that way. I, you can I, dislike it. What's, what's that, I would sleeves? love, I would love, guys, if you're listening to this and, uh, you know, you were really super, you know, against the L2 stuff and whatnot, which I understand, um, I want you guys to tell me how you want to play. I've never seen a post about, it's always everyone just holding down L2 or the right, or the, or the, or the, or the po-check, but it's never, like, this is how we, the game should be played in the video game. And I just don't know what you got, what what is being looked for, maybe. And that might be because you know I, I play the game at a higher level, and it's you know I understand the meta and the way that you have to play against certain opponents once you get to a certain range. But I'm just wondering, like, what what is the way that you want to play? And I, why is that way the right? Yeah, way to play? why is that the right way to play? Because it is and a video game in the end. It, it's a video game, and I think whenever we look at something like a video game, like with the L two, like let's talk about like the L two again because that's the hot topic. Um, Whenever you're controlling, like, let's take, like, Jake Gensel, for example, right? You can move him in this video game with the L2, kind of how Kale McCarr, maybe he's the only one in in real life and a few people can. Every player in this game can move like that, right? If every player in real life could move like that, they would probably do the same thing Kale McCarr does. The only thing is he's the only one, only defenseman in the league that can do that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just, I don't know where I was going with that, but... Yeah, what is the right way to play, and why Why is that the right way to play? Yeah, let us know. I don't know. I could be wrong. Like I said, I'm not the smartest. But, so, I'm enjoying the show, guys, and Sleeves, as you've said, you're just trying to provide people more information on how to be competitive as possible. No one should be bashing you for that. But you guys just came out swinging against anyone who thinks the higher levels of this game would be better served with less exploits and a closer resemblance to real life as nothing more than sore losers who just don't understand the real game the video game or even what they want and just want to avoid responsibility that doesn't feel like the response the right response anyway rant over looking forward to next week's episode but as you guys did request responses to some of these comments here you have them great idea for the moments card yeah i so if that's what um i know this was kind of directed towards you but uh if that's how that was perceived at least like you know oh you're just a sore loser or whatever sometimes that is the case it wasn't my, you know, intention to be like, and I'm not apologizing because I don't, I definitely stand by a lot of what I said last week, 
but like I'm not saying uh, you know where it was. I'm looking for this quote. Uh, I don't think we were like really bashing people. We were mostly bashing the people that were just complaining towards you. You know, I wasn't saying anybody that wants to play a certain way is like a, a loser. You know, I don't know. I think yeah, I think that it's just a, if you, no one wants. I said this last week. No one wants to come home from work and lose. No one like losing in a video game is not fun. Unless the game is amazingly entertaining. And maybe it is for a lot of people. But this game hasn't really changed in the last 15 years. Uh, exceptional, like a large amount. So you probably don't overly enjoy the gameplay. So if you lose, you are now having a really bad time. So the only way to combat that is to get better. And I think that a lot of people, instead of just getting better and learning how to get better, will just keep doing what they've been doing and they just blame everything else. I think that was... What we were trying, at least I think our point we were trying to make last week, and I understand that the game isn't the, the way to be good or the best is not what everyone th considers real hockey, and it's not. It's a video game. You're playing a, you're, you're playing a video game, right? Like it, yeah. I understand why everyone, you know, the people that want it to be a certain way, but if it's not going to be, and if you are not enjoying it by playing against those players, you got to learn how to defeat them, man. And if you just keep trying to play the same way that you deem to be the real thing, you're going to lose, and you got to be okay with that. Like that, I think that's what it comes down to. You have to be okay with that. And if you're not, then... You have to be okay with it, right? It doesn't mean that the person that's doing an L2 or something is a loser, right? They want to take win. yourself out of the situation. There's no glitches in the game that they are doing something where the puck magically ends up in your net, guys. There is not. That is a glitch. Like, yeah. th there is not a way to make your goaltender lay down and and just allow or get pulled because that would be a glitch they are doing something they are using the mechanics in the game to their fullest extent and while it might not seem realistic when they do that but it is in the game and they have just done the due diligence of learning because they didn't want to lose yeah. i think probably the better way yeah to say. yeah 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 you always sound a little bit more polished i think that's the years of content creation sleeps <laughs> maybe dude trying yep. to talk out of my ass and people don't roast me on reddit it's gonna happen anyway it's i can't wait yeah um i want to do one more here yeah, at least uh uh so maze maze always has some questions um so love the podcast always a good tuesday when a new episode drops i agree maze he said keep up the fun, great work man. yeah maze is one of the nicest guys he is dude. uh how would you guys or how would you guys see on a battle pass and how would the format be if you could decide um so for that idea maze I had texted sleeves this and one of my nerdy, like, while well, I'm sitting there at work and thinking of hut things, uh, like one day. And, uh, I was thinking like, how would it, how would a battle pass work in hut? And I was also thinking like, if, if there was a battle pass, I'd have to get away from like the yearly release cycle. And I was thinking it would be like magic, the gathering. Uh, I was never big into it. Um, but I, I had some it. friends in college. You were okay. So how their competitive scene works is that they have like tournaments in magic, the gathering where it's like, only the most recent release or the most three yep. recent releases are yep. allowed in tournaments, right? Yep. So if EA would move towards a battle pass system, if you wanted to play in a competitive atmosphere online, you could only use cards released in the most three, like three recent events, right? So maybe if there's a battle pass, there's like a new, you know, season every like three months, right? You can buy into the battle pass. You can spend a 20 bucks, get a starter pack so you can play online in this new season and then you can unlock cards that you can use throughout this like three month season. I, that's how I perceive the battle pass. And then at the end, those cards are retired from competitive play. 
maybe there's like a uh, not there's a gotta retro. Be an open. There's got to be an there's open. there's an open version, right, where you can use cards from past events. But that way, also like the the ceiling is always there on like ninety five to like maybe like ninety eight overall cards. Like there's only like a few of those every release, and it's not like all ninety nine throughout like you know infinity. Um, it, that's how I perceived be, it. It would be pretty interesting. It would take a big sports game to pull that off. The The problem is always going to be that yearly sports games will never not be yearly because a majority of, for NHL as an example, it's a very small game. They don't make, they make a lot of money on HUD, don't get me wrong, but they don't make more money than they do on game sales. So you're removing the $80 a year because the first, that's what everyone says. Like they need to make it two years and the game could get substantially different, right? How many people that would buy the game when it first comes out um, and then not play it? Like, how many? that buy Like, three months. There's probably a lot of people that buy the game mm-hmm. at release and they don't play it all the way through. Or maybe they play sixes, something like that, right? They've at least gotten their $100. If it was a battle pass system, you would have people that would pay $30 or whatever during that three-month span, and then they might not come back for, like, another... Or maybe they don't spend any money. And then they don't come back until, like, you know, yeah. seven months down the road... As a business, it doesn't make any sense for them to do that. I would love it to be what you just described, or like a program style where every few months there's a new program, much like an MLB. That would be phenomenal, I think. It would be a lot of fun, but I just don't see how they would do that. I don't see it happening, so I feel like it's not even worth talking about because it's just not going to happen in this game. Not in, our, not in my competitive lifetime, at least, you know? Yep. Not in the next five years or nope. two years, whatever. Yeah. Is that um, it? He, Sleeves, there's a lot of questions, but we're also at the longest uh, duration of our podcast so far right now. Maybe um, we, dude, like, we have to discuss, like, what are we going to do, two a week? I don't know. What do you think? Like, two a week's a lot, at least for my school. Like, so I just started up my semester again uh, last week for my MBA program. I only have a year left now. Uh, so I got class Tuesday, Wednesday night. Um, so between that, being married, uh, pets... It'd be tough to do two a week, right? I agree. I, and I think that, like, the fact only comes out once, like, it's a hype day. Yeah, I agree. Um, I do think if, because there are a few questions either on here, like on Reddit, or also on your YouTube channel that we didn't get to. So, like, if there was a question that you're like, you know, I want to see it answered, like, repost it again. Because usually we get, like, 10 to 15, I think, questions on Reddit. It's and then your good, YouTube man. channel, we get a lot. Um, yeah. So, no, I, agree. I don't know. We could also do, like, a 30-minute, you know, one. Something Q&A at some point. one. I feel like it's funny because we're not trying to get through each question to answer every single one, but we're trying to thoroughly explain. And we probably answer other questions in those questions. Well, yeah, that's a great example. So Maze's uh, Maze had like four questions there, right? Yeah. Face of Hut and Michigan Lord. Do you guys want to talk about Triangle Plus R one? So oh. we answered that in the podcast. Exactly. Right? Yeah, we answered that. So yeah, yeah. Let us know, guys. So we always want feedback on it. Uh, our, I'll, 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 I'll be. I will pull back the curtain here. Our our thought process when doing this was probably after GWC when Hut kind of dies, we would take a hiatus and only come back for like when we get big news about the further games. So, um, you know, maybe we'll keep it going. We'll have to see. You guys have passed over ten thousand downloads, which is absurd uh, for an NHL Hut podcast. Yeah, yeah, like that is the niche of niche. So uh, we appreciate that, guys. I'm looking at the wrong camera for like the last like fifteen minutes. Sorry, guys. 
uh, have it. Uh, but yeah, guys, like it's been any feedback we have about the thing. I love, and I'll be clear again, guys. If you guys want to roast me, you don't like me. It's the internet. It's okay. I'm a big boy. I'll take it. But I'm seeing it all, you know. And I would love to address it, but I'm probably not going to because usually that's it's it's crazy because it's like sometimes when the roasts come, they just assume that you think you're the shit. Like you're just like yeah, they don't and, like. And yeah. They're like in sleeves is mine. He knows everything, and he's just like that's ah, just sleeves is just like a dude that I just turned the camera football. on. That's the yeah. only difference between me and a lot of you guys. I literally just turned the camera on five years ago. That's it. And I do yep. my homework for the most part. Like, And again, like I said earlier, like I wouldn't have gotten to this spot if I was wrong more than I was right. Like, it just wouldn't. I would have never been, I would have never gotten the following because people would just be like, dude, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. It's, just, it's not helping. So, but yeah, anyways, also, guys, uh, oh, oh, one more thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Some guy that, some guy 2947 that had that lengthy thing. Yeah. That I, I did agree with you on some of those things. Like, uh, if you ever wanted to take that conversation or something, like you always can reach out to me on like Twitter or Discord or something, because uh, it's not that I disagreed with you or like didn't like what you said or something. I thought you had a lot of great points. So, thanks for asking that. That's and why I wanted to the, the counterpoint. You know exactly that yeah. stuff. Telling us why we're wrong as opposed to your shit is just always the better way. That's to go. yeah, that's great. Yeah. All right, guys, it has been great. Episode 17 in the books. Make sure you download, give it a rating, I think. I don't even know how podcasts work. But again, we appreciate all the content and and you guys talking to us, and and, uh, we'll be back next week. Have a good one, guys. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.